Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Good morning, world, and welcome into Trust the Tape, episode 1.7 million and 13. I'm Jeff Cavanaugh at JC1053 on Twitter, alongside my co-host and probably the greatest college football mind in the history of the planet, the great Dane Brugler. Good morning, Dane. Good morning. How are we doing today? We're good. Uh, not a bad little weekend of college football that we got to talk about today. And when it comes to recapping, uh, I tell you where I want to start if it's not too much trouble for you. What do you got? Taku! Taku beating Oklahoma State, I think to me, was the biggest uh, the biggest one of the, or maybe Georgia, Georgia dominance. Yeah. But for me, Big 12, you're talking about what was Oklahoma State, like number six? And TCU is a top 20 team. They go on the road, 44 to 31. And Kenny Hill outplays Mason Rudolph after this week on the radio. I was talking about the only problem for TCU in this game is they don't have as good a quarterback. (laughs) And then uh, Kenny Hill went out there and had himself a nice game for TCU. Mason Rudolph did not have a great game. And we found a team that could at least slow down that Oklahoma State attack. And um, for my money, when we talk about, if we talk about here, uh, the top five in the Heisman race or whatever, mm-hmm. Mason Rudolph has tumbled, I think, after a game oh, yeah. like that. It's a big win for TCU, massive win for TCU, and a road bump for Oklahoma State, who now probably has to be perfect the rest of the year if they have a big dreams. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You're allowed one loss um, into a good TCU team. You can do that. Uh, but then you have to run the table. If you go and you beat Oklahoma, if you maybe we see a rematch uh, against TCU in the Big 12 title game, uh, you, you can account for that loss. But for Oklahoma State, it, what did we talk about last week on the pod? It, for this game, it was about Mason Rudolph and how important of a test it was. Because the first three weeks, he wasn't tested against any of those defenses. And I so it would be better, but they're not. Bleh. Pitt's not good at all. Um, and so, yeah, he was lights out the first three weeks. Uh, but TCU, they have some holes on that defense, but they're fast, they're physical, and they're well-coached. And Mason Rudolph didn't have an answer for that. We saw it time and time again where if the first read wasn't there, he stayed locked on to that first read. And by the time he got to a second or third read, it was too late. Those windows were closed. And so for Mason Rudolph, and this is what we've talked about on the podcast for a while now, why Mason Rudolph is not a top five pick, a top 10 pick, even a first round pick. It's because there are so many questions about him outside of that Oklahoma State passing attack offense. It's so quarterback friendly. If you face a defense that gives you any type of problems, uh, then you know that Mason Rudolph's going to have some problems. And he did some okay things. Uh, that deep touchdown to James Washington the first quarter was outstanding. Uh, the throw was perfect. Uh, led uh, Washington just enough for a 70-plus yard touchdown. But at the end of the day... If I was a coach, Washington would never score a deep touchdown. Right. I've seen it enough. Right. Somebody's back there every play. <laughs> you would think. Uh, but, I mean, at the end of the day, for Mason Rudolph, 50%, just over 50% completions, 
Uh, three turnovers, two interceptions in, in that one fumble where he just didn't feel the rush. And so I, so many questions about Mason Rudolph. I, there's a plenty to like with him uh, as a prospect and just as a college football quarterback. But I think this game also pointed out exactly why NFL teams uh, have a lot of questions about him and his transition and you know why Oklahoma State, even though I picked them for the Final Four, I mean, I was a believer in that offense, but why they're, they're just you know, not a perfect team, why they, they do have holes. And if you don't play uh, perfectly on offense, that defense is not going to bail you out. Uh, you know, they've got, they've got some decent talent, uh, really like Trey Flowers, the safety. Uh, they've got some other guys that can do some things, but as a unit, as a whole, that defense is not going to help you out if Mason Rudolph is not at the top of his game. So credit to TCU. Next uh, game recap, as I'm going down my order, and then you can jump in and tell me what I missed. But I think for me, the next one is going to be Penn State on the road over Iowa, 21-19. Because if you watch that game, Penn State had to score from, what, the seven-yard line, essentially as time expired, yeah. to Trace McSorley pass that got it done. Throw off. But the reason why I, th- I think, if you're a college football fan, you haven't watched Penn State play a game yet this year, you are absolutely cheating yourself. Okay. Because um, last week I said I would take Saquon Barkley out of my top five for the Heisman. But I did put it with a caveat. I said, he'll be right back as soon as they start feeding him when they get to conference play because you know Saquon Barkley, the running back at Penn State, is just incredible. And they finally did. They rode Saquon Barkley all the way to this win when you look at 358 all-purpose yards, a touchdown, and maybe the best hurdle in football (laughs) history because everybody's seen hurdles. Lamar Jackson had a great hurdle a year ago. You see hurdles every week. Zeke. I've never seen a hurdle where the dude is so strong that before he lands, when somebody hits him, he's breaking a tackle in midair. (laughs) It's not getting... Saquon Barkley is a freak. If you haven't seen a Penn State game yet, you have got to watch them. So it's 21-19 on the road against Iowa, which for Penn State maybe expected them to win bigger, but it keeps their hopes alive. They don't have a stumble there. They don't take a loss. And so if you've picked them for the... For the final four, you're still okay. Decent little tough Iowa team. Penn State win. Saquon Barkley, awesome. On the road in Kinnick Stadium at night is one of those you know kind of trap environments. And so Penn State almost got trapped. But you have the best player in the country on your team. Uh, you mentioned that the all-purpose yards, just total offense. 305 yards of total offense. It was the Saquon Barkley show. Uh, it's a really impressive performance by him. Uh I think we're just running out of nice things to say about him. Uh, it's only September, and we're already running out of things to say about him. He's that special of a player. Uh, I mentioned a few podcasts ago how Barkley reminded me a lot of Ladanian Tomlinson, a comparison that I hate to make because we're talking about a Hall of Famer compared to a you know, 21-year-old college football player, but I think it fits with Barkley's blend of power, quickness, balance, and then his receiving skills out of the backfield, uh, Barkley's probably a little bit thicker in his lower body uh, than LT, but the speed is the same, the athleticism, the impact, the dynamic ability. Uh, he's going to be a workout warrior at the Combine. Uh, you know, I recently posted my top five overall prospects on Twitter, and Barkley was you know right there at number four, but he could just as easily be number one. I mean, it's... Who'd you have at number one? Sam Darnold. Okay. Uh, and a big part he plays of that, quarterback. Yeah, a big part of that is the quarterback position. So, um, you know, and but Barkley is right there in the mix to be a top three pick, which we haven't had a top three running back since Trent Richardson. 
which... Oh, yeah, I want that guy. Yeah, that's the one I want. Kind of forget that one. Um, but, you know, Zeke went fourth overall two years ago. Fournette went fourth overall this past year. So He fits right in with them, doesn't he? Oh, I mean, Barkley... We're going to hear a lot I'll about... I'll have him better than Fournette pre-draft, I know. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, Barkley's better than any running back last year. The question will be, is he better than Zeke? And I think... You know, Zeke might be better all around player. Just cause Zeke, I just need to know if Saquon parties. That's all I need to know. Well, yeah, how much does he drink? That's my question. Right. And that'll be a part of it, too. But I, I, Zeke is, or uh, Saquon's just more special, just blessed in different ways, and the ways he can beat you. Uh, it, but Zeke might have been more instinctive in some areas but it, regardless it's a it's a great debate i don't think there's any wrong answer uh whether you you know think zeke was better barkley's better regardless these two are the type of running backs that you do draft in the top 10 and i'm i'm against drafting running backs that high but these are the type of running backs that you do draft high because they can change your offense i mean you can model your offense around them in the nfl even when it's a pass first league so um, it really eager to see Barkley the rest of the way and what else he can do because he's he's the clear Heisman favorite at this point, right? Yeah, I for you, I, yeah, I took him from number eight to number one immediately. Yeah, that's all it took. All it took was a game where they had to ride him to victory. When you're playing walkover games, he gets even in his ten touches, he's still getting 120 yards and scoring. But <laughs> now that he's getting the ball and the stats are starting to show up, that's how you win a Heisman. You got to have numbers and right. starting to get them. And you know, we talk about having the Heisman moment, and I don't know if uh, that hurdle might. Be, is, yeah. it, is it too early? I mean, a game against Iowa in September. Is don't that hate really, on Iowa. Does sir. that really count? I but, won't stand for Iowa hate. Hey, one other player I do want to mention from that game, uh, Josie Jewell, the middle linebacker, who had to match up with Barkley most of the night. And, okay, Barkley had 305 yards of total offense. This is a weird time to praise the guy who gave up 300 yards. Jewell must have had a bad game, right? But, no, I mean, from a scouting perspective, he did a really nice job. Uh, You know, I think that the instincts were were there, uh, how competitive he is. Uh, I mean, he finished with... Uh, double-digit tackles, uh, he had a pass breakup interception. Now, he is not a top-tier athlete, and that showed when Barkley got him out in space, but uh, there's a lot to like about Jewel. He's not a first-round pick, but on day two, I think there's plenty of NFL teams that would love to add Jewel to their team. Okay, another game that I think is very relevant because a week ago, we saw Mississippi State jump up and thump LSU. And you start talking about um, Nick Fitzgerald, the quarterback at Mississippi State, and what kind of season they can put together and what he can put together. And then they go play Georgia, which uh, I was at a Georgia watch party. It's weird how many people actually bring Bulldogs to the party. Really? Yeah, there were three. Oh, wow. Yeah, there were three at a bar in New Orleans. Three Uggas. Yeah, and uh, God, Georgia beat them down. They did. 31-3, to and you've talked about uh, that Georgia front mm. and the amount of talent they have there, but thirty-one to three on a team that had just destroyed LSU. Now week to week, it doesn't mean that Georgia is now sixty points better than LSU. Right. But how serious do you take Georgia in the SEC? Is that the second best team in the SEC? Is Clearly. Bama looking at it like uh oh? Or yeah, well, I think that we won't know until the SEC championship game. I mean, Georgia is has a clear road to win the East. They're uh, by far the easy the, the the favorite to to come out of the east and so we should see a georgia alabama matchup and I, I know it's september it's too early to be talking about that but uh, I mean, based on the early results i don't know how Georgia's you can come with any conclusion they're spoiled in the front seven they're spoiled at running back i was sitting there with the georgia yeah. guys talking about yeah i know you guys got two good running backs they said two 
They said, we got a true freshman. Yeah, they got some young guys that we, we saw a lot more of against Mississippi State. And that front seven, I mean, we can talk about Alabama. They're loaded, of course. Uh, you talk Clemson. about Clemson, Ohio State. I mean, there, there are some very talented front sevens out there. But Georgia's, they belong right in the mix. I mean, you cannot have a conversation about the best front sevens in college football and not include Georgia. Uh, you, they're f- uh, front three uh, with Ledbetter, Thompson, and in the middle, uh, what's the nose tackle's name? Oh, dang. Atkins. Okay. Uh, those three right there, and then you have the linebackers, two pass rushers with Bellamy and Carter. Roquan Smith, uh, he's just a missile. I mean, he's a magnet to the ball so fast. When he hits you, you know it. Uh, there's a lot to like about that front seven and what they bring to the field. I, I just I don't see how uh, a Tennessee, uh, how a Florida, how any of those teams in the East are going to be able to match up uh, with Georgia. And you know we'll see how how they can do against an Alabama if it gets to that point. We won't see that in the regular season. The Alabama Georgia don't play, but I, I would love to see that matchup. Uh, in the title game, because I think they are the two best teams in the SEC. Okay, and then in honor of my girlfriend, I have to talk about OU 49, Baylor 41. But, um, yeah, that game wasn't supposed to be that close for that long, but OU survived it. And I did enjoy when I saw pregame that they were out on the field. Did you see the Baker Mayfield moment? Uh, something about you're my daddy. No, not you're my daddy. That's backwards. Or, yeah, yeah I'm apparently your there was daddy. some trash talk and Baker Baker walked. I'm not out a there trash talker. In his typical college football quarterback cutoff shirt with yeah. his bandana on, and he said, <laughs> "You forgot who daddy is. I'm gonna have to spank you today." Uh, and then he forgot to spank him, and Baylor actually was very much threatening to win that game into the fourth quarter. It was a one-possession game in the fourth, right? Yeah, I before mean, they kind of got it together. But that's weird, but it happens in college football, right? Yeah. Especially in conference play, where you have a team that, for whatever reason, gets some confidence going, and suddenly Baylor's feeling great on offense. Oh, you can't stop them. And you're like, no, this is going to run out. It's just a matter of when. And the answer of when was like the middle of the fourth quarter <laughs> when you're like, okay, okay, they've got this. There's, but, there's nothing wrong with confidence and you know trash talking and all that. But if you don't respect your opponent, you're going to be in for a little bit of a challenge there. And I think that's what we saw. I don't think Oklahoma really took Baylor seriously. And based on the early season, I, who could blame them? But the minute you stop respecting your opponent and take maybe your foot off the pedal a little bit, uh, look out, and that's what happened. They it's, hard to, it's hard to re-engage. Yeah. Much like uh, Tom Cruise and Top Gun. When you disengage, it can be a real challenge there you to go. get it back. But he did, and he helped Iceman save the country, and that's important. Anything else we need from recap? Because that's, that's all the notes uh, I have. For- did you check any of the NC State-Florida State game? Uh, okay, so here's the problem with the NC State-Florida State game, Dane. I like to gamble, and yeah. what I like to do, I'm going to break down gambling for you. What I like to do is I like the uh, the teasers mm-hmm. where you pick about, uh, or maybe this is a parlay. I picked about 10 games, mm. and the only one that was supposed to be close was the SMU game. I picked one that's supposed to be close and then nine that are supposed to be blowouts mm-hmm. just to get better odds on the one good game. Florida State destroyed all my gambling over the weekend. Because they were supposed to be one of the gimmies. To beat NC State? Yeah, by the odds they were. Wow! Yeah, they were three to one. I tell you what, I thought this was the easiest. We need it. We didn't talk about this. We should have talked about it because I was actually sitting there before that game started with a bunch of Georgia fans, and one of them's a Florida State fan too. And he was like, "They're not going to beat NC State." You should have told me that. That was this was the easiest money. If I I wish I bet on games, but I don't. I have to send you these spreads, Dave. This was the easiest money. I I didn't realize until uh, Saturday morning that Florida State was favored by twelve and a half. Yeah, twelve and a half. And all I needed was them to win. 
Florida State had played one game this year, so they didn't play it in 21 days. They're running out a true freshman quarterback. Who, by the way, looked like he is about 6'4", 104 pounds. Yeah, exactly. That's about what it looked like. And so, and NC State has a lot of NFL dudes on that team. So, even if they didn't win, I thought it'd be close. So, I thought that was the easiest money all weekend. Is NC State the team that has a chub? Yeah, they, Bradley they have a chub. chub, right? Oh, a pass rusher. He had a heck of a game, and then he spit on the Florida State logo after the game. Well, you know, he put, and then he pulled a Baker Mayfield and apologized. But oh, what a coward! Yeah, but man no. up. Uh, if you, if NFL general managers want to know why Bradley Chubb is a first rounder, just put on the Florida State tape. Uh, he was uh, the the plays where he wasn't making a play, usually because he was getting held. I mean, he it was that type of uh, afternoon for him. Uh, he was having a great game. Jalen Samuels, the Swiss Army knife of the NC State uh, offense, can do a little bit of everything. He's half or equal parts running back, fullback, wide receiver, tight end. It's amazing all the things that he can do, impact your offense. I think you could do something similar in the NFL. But NC State, uh, they have a lot of NFL players, a lot of NFL talent. Uh, they're gonna. Uh, this was not an upset. I thought NC State, NC State should have been favored. Big win for them. I should have called you. I should have just called you. Yeah. Any other uh, recaps, things we need to get to? Uh, what else we got here? Um, we got preview, we got Heisman, and I got about two or three Twitter questions. All right, let's get the Heisman then. Okay, Heisman, welcome back, Saquon Barkley. <laughs> I kicked you off the list last week, but I knew you'd be back. It was just a matter of getting the touches. Uh, he got the touches, so for me, he's number one. I think Has to be. Saquon's number one. He's leading the way. And for me, number two... Is going to be Baker Mayfield still. I think you're spot on. I think so got, far, you're two for two. Uh, okay, now is where we get our challenge here because I tell you what, I'm kicking around some names. I'm kicking around a random name that we hadn't really talked about yet. Bryce Love, <laughs> the running back at Stanford. I thought He's in you my might top go there. Five. He's in my top five. I, he should the numbers be. are bonkers. He's averaging over 10 yards a carry. He's going nuts. Uh, but I will go Sam Darnold, three. Okay. Lamar Jackson, four. Bryce Love, five. That will be my Heisman top five. And maybe Rosen should be considered because his numbers are going to be really good. Yeah, uh, even though the losses are starting to pile up for him. Yeah, that hurts you in the Heisman race. Uh, Yeah, I don't think I would disagree with that, actually. Uh, I mean, Darnold, it hasn't always looked pretty. Um, His numbers aren't incredible, but they're going to keep winning and he's going to keep putting them up. Right, and on... On Saturday against Cal, he didn't have his top running back, Ronald Jones. I tell you what, this, and we'll talk about it here in a second, but he's going to Washington State this Friday. Mike Leach, my guy. If you're going to beat Washington State, you better score a lot of points. And you better so, know how to deal with Pirates. Mike Leach is coming for you. That's uh, that's going to be a big game for, for Darnold. Uh, to, he, he can't have an average performance against Washington State and expect to win. So that'll be a big game. Uh, but I, I think I would, I would agree with you. I mean, Baker, uh, you know, I think he stays at, at number two. Darnold and Lamar Jackson, uh, three, four, four, three, whatever, however you want to put them. And then I'm glad you know we're talking about Bryce Love because you talk about speed, man. Speed kills. He's a track guy, but he's also built just enough where he can take. You know, he'll run through arm tackles. Uh, he's not a guy that's going to move the pile. He's not going to short yardage back. But uh, you give him a little bit of space. His ability to cut and go, uh, really outstanding. Uh, him and. Mark Walton at Miami. Have you seen him yet? Check I him out. I've not seen Mark Walton. He when when I talk now, to, is he part of the Walton family? A Walmart heir? No, he is not. Uh, but when you when he watch him cut and go, oh, it's special. I mean, he is fast. Uh, the athleticism he brings. The he's field. not as good as Duke Johnson. 
he's he's kind of built similar, you know, not the biggest guy, but the athleticism is what, what you love about him. So uh, Mark Walton from Miami, another guy who not he's not top five Heisman, but if he continues at this pace uh, and maybe you know puts up these numbers against the more reputable defenses, uh, it wouldn't shock me if he somehow makes it the top five. All right, I have a random sidebar before I get to Twitter questions, and right. this is just a rant that I wrote down. I actually wrote the the rant down here, so let me um, let me get to my notes here. This is draft related. I don't know if you guys know this, but we love the NFL draft. We talk about the NFL draft a lot year round, pretty much. And there is one man in the NFL draft that the NFL totally screwed up on, and he showed it over the weekend. And so here's my rant. I wrote it down. Carl Lawson, pass rusher, Cincinnati Bengals, had two and a half sacks against Green Bay this weekend. NFL teams, with your measuring arms, you deserve to not have Carl Lawson on your team. Every one of them. Because if you watched him play in college, you watched a dude that wins as a pass rusher. You put NFL talent against him, he destroys them. He's a pass rusher. He's a tank. He's awesome. Like He was... He was developed as a pass rusher like he had multiple oh, pass yeah. rush moves the, uh, first the power quickness. of a freight train the dude wins all the time and he had a great 10 yard split the combine it's right. not like he didn't test well he right. tested pretty well but his arms are 31 and a half inches instead of 33 and he didn't run a great three cone mm. and he had an injury history now i'll give you a pass for a round for right. injury history for one round but when he didn't go in the second or he didn't go in the third, even you, Cincinnati, you don't deserve him on your team because you waited till the fourth, like the Cowboys with Dak. But whatever. Like Carl Lawson is way too good of a player to have been a fourth-round pick. That was insane for the number of teams, Dallas Cowboys, who need a pass rusher and in rounds one, two, and three skipped a first-round talent. What are you doing, NFL? Every one of you, what are you doing? I talked to some scouts that actually liked him. So whoever it is that was like, well, he doesn't meet the threshold. He's got a little X there. He's not on our yeah, board. It, well, I don't know what y'all are doing. But and is that the reason? I mean, I have not gotten. I, I've talked to some teams about this. I have not gotten a straight answer why he fell to the fourth round. Uh, you're talking about the injury history. I, the teams I talked to gave gave him a clean bill of health. So if he's healthy now, you're talking about injury history. But I, we've seen a lot worse injury histories go a lot higher. Uh, in the draft. So for him, I, yeah, and like you said, I understand maybe him falling around two rounds. For him to fall out of the top 100 picks, Day three doesn't make for, sense. For what? Where did you have him graded just as a player? We had him as a first-round player. I had him as an early two. Okay, so good. A yeah, good player. Right. Yeah. I think 30, 39 overall on my board. And a big part of that was the injuries. Uh, but again, at some point, he's, his value is worth that chance. And for me, that would have been early to mid-second round. For NFL teams, apparently that was the fourth round. Insanity. All right, we take it to Twitter. Twitter questions. You ready, Dane? This is a tough one. We got from Caleb on Twitter. When eating a hot dog, what condiment do you put on it? Mustard, ketchup, onions, relish, nothing. I'm... A little weird. I do cheese, and that's it. No con. Like I if someone do... gave you a hot dog with a condiment on it, you would not eat it. Um, the only condiment I might eat would be would be ketchup. But 
I think mustard's disgusting. Oh, God, Dane, we're going to get killed today. Mustard is absolutely disgusting. I'm sorry. We're going to get murdered today because I agree with you. Mustard <laughs> no. is terrible. It is Relish terrible. is awful. It, Onions it is. are bad. It, so many things are bad. A hot dog with chili and cheese is ideal. Right. Uh, a hot dog with ketchup, I'm, I'm okay with. Yeah. Uh, I'll slap some pickles on a hot dog. I don't care. But We're agreeing too much today. Yeah, it's... I can't help you if you're a mustard guy, if you're a relish guy. Um, I don't know. People put mayonnaise on hot dogs. Mayonnaise is the most disgusting condiment ever created on well, this earth. I love mayo, just not on hot dogs. Well, if you really love it, you could eat it on a hot dog. I guess I don't really love it, though. Okay. And then somebody else asked, is a hot dog a sandwich? That's so obviously yes that we don't even have to acknowledge it. It's a meat. It's meat between bread. Of course it's a sandwich. Uh, and that's the Twitter questions I have today, Dane. I, I don't even understand the question. Um, <laughs> I, I got a, a relevant question. What is the best cereal? Uh, I've always been partial to Cinnamon Toast Crunch just ding, because ding. you get the cinnamon milk when you're done that you can drink. You're stealing like, uh, my answer here. I like Fruit Loops. I like Fruity Pebbles. I like Lucky Charms. But I think number one is definitely the Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Yeah. Sorry. Well, and that the whole secret to it is you, you pour yourself a lot of milk on the Cinnamon Toast Crunch so you have the extra milk with 2% the, or the whole? Two, I'm, or, a, I'm a 2%. Or 2%. I could see you as a 2%. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you have the milk with the little crystals of goodness in there. And then this is, this is the key for me. I'm still a little bit hungry. So I go to the pantry and I get a B cereal. Let's just say, uh, what? Uh, what kind of animal? Two cereals? Listen. Two? Just listen. In one bowl? You get your B cereal. Just say Frosted Flakes, for example. Okay. okay. You pour it in that milk. All of a sudden, you have Frosted Flakes. That tastes like Cinnamon Toast Crunch. It's amazing. Why don't you just so put that, more Cinnamon Toast Crunch? That B cereal, it's just... <laughs> It's different. That B cereal becomes an A cereal because of the milk left over in the bowl. This is your best and boldest take that I've ever heard. It's phenomenal. What if you mix in something that wouldn't taste like Cinnamon Toast Crunch? Like, could you Fruit Loop and Cinnamon Toast Crunch? Yeah, I don't know if, like, Fruity Pebbles would work or, I don't know. I've never tried that. It'd be very strange. I mean, the, the only reason I ever tried it was because I ran out of Cinnamon Toast Crunch one day and decided, okay, well, I'm still kind of hungry. I'll just pour a little bit of, you know... <laughs> Captain Crunch, peanut butter Captain Crunch in there, and all of a sudden, oh my gosh. This oh, is Dane, you're an amazing. animal. You're an animal. So good. All right, let's preview next week. Uh, no, one more. Okay. From John on Twitter. You get 10 shots from the free throw line. If you make seven or more, you get a million dollars. Less than seven, you spend a year in jail. Do you go for it? Of course not. Yeah, me neither, because I'm terrible at basketball. You know what? In seventh grade, I was one of the best basketball players in the city of Allen, Texas. One of the best, because I was fast early in life. Mm. I was fast. I was tall. I was coordinated. I dominated. Over they inbounded six foot? to me. They inbounded that, to me. I might have been flirting with it. Yeah. They inbounded to me, and I would just run down the floor and lay it up. I was incredible. <laughs> I came back for eighth grade. So you peaked early. Yeah, I came back for eighth grade, and people could shoot. Ugh. And that was the end of it for me. That was the end of basketball. <laughs> I can't shoot. Uh, I would make two out of ten, maybe. So I can't risk it. I mean, even if you If gave... the number was four, I might try it. <sighs> Even if you gave me like a month to practice and I'd do nothing but shoot free throws, it's still uh, it's still chance. I mean, there's no, I, I don't know. I couldn't handle jail or prison. It's not for right. me. Because if I can't have the food I want when I want it, I'm out. I'm not in on this situation. I'll tell you about jail one day. And you can't even beat, well, no, I think you should tell us right now. You've been <laughs> to jail, Dane. Let's move on. I swung by jail for about a six-hour stay twice. 
<laughs> Both were just because under the age of 21, I liked to indulge. Uh, you got off easy then. And I got in trouble. Uh, okay, so that's those. Okay, let's preview next week. I only wrote down, uh, what, like three games? Hold on. Let me find them. Yeah, hopefully, you know, like... USC Washington State, which you mentioned. Yeah, last that's a real week, big one. Last week didn't look like a great slate of games. Turned out to be, you know, have, there's some entertainment, and that's what we love about college football. Hopefully, this weekend will be the same. I, I think we have to start with Thursday. Uh, we've got Texas at Iowa State. Isn't the last time Texas went to uh, Ames, Iowa, they got shut out 24 nothing two years ago. So I think both these teams are better than the, the two teams uh, two years ago. So. This should be a, actually a decent game, uh, you know, one of the better Thursday night games that we're going to have. So that's something to watch. And then, yeah, you mentioned a Friday night. Uh, you know, aside from that Stanford game, Sam Darnold has, I think, underperformed this year, uh, underwhelmed. Uh, now he has not been bad, but he's been closer to average than he has been closer to amazing. And so uh, against a uh, uh, Mike Leach coached offense that's going to score a lot of points you know he needs to you know score point per point for point and it's, so it's going to be an interesting game for Darnold uh, a lot on the line for USC they've kind of been skating by a little bit just barely doing enough to win and it's not going to be enough against Washington State uh, for the Cougars chance for Luke Falk to outduel uh, Darnold show that he NFL scouts that he is the better quarterback in this game. Uh, Can we pick Mike Leach quarterbacks yet? Is that allowed? <sighs> some people like this Falk. You know, I I I don't. I'm not a fan, but some people really like him, and uh, you know, I'm I'm keeping an open mind on him. Uh, but this will be a big test for him uh, because I, before the season, I talked to some scouts who thought Luke Falk was uh, a top fifty type of guy. I. Again, I didn't see it, but uh, keeping an open mind because this is the type of game where he can possibly show it. And then on defense for Washington State, maybe, you know, not only a good player, but maybe the best name in college football. I'm always in on names. What do we got? Hercules Mata'afa. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, that's, that's going to be top good. three. That's pretty good. Yeah. yeah. He uh, He's only a junior, but he looks like a future top 100 pick. Uh, he's more of a defensive end, but they line him up. Uh, inside, he penetrates gaps. He, he's a really good player, so keep an eye on number 50. All right, any other games? Because I realize now that I wrote down no other games. Something's happening on Saturday. I promise they're going to play football. Yeah, let's see what we got. Uh, Saturday night, Clemson at Virginia Tech. That's the Saturday night a- ABC game. Clemson has been dominant, uh, but they're going up against a very good Virginia Tech defense. Uh, the Hokies, they, they're the type of team that can upset Clemson if they... Uh, you know, not playing at their best. So this is a, should be a solid matchup. What else we got? Georgia at Tennessee. That's a three thirty game on CBS. Georgia's going to whoop Tennessee. They should. Yes. Uh, Oklahoma State at Texas Tech. How did the Pokes respond after uh, last week's loss? You know, the season eighty to eighty coming up. Season's not over. They got plenty to play for. Um, and then Ole Miss at Alabama. ESPN Saturday night. Alabama. They only have four losses the last four years. That's pretty good. Two of them against Ole Miss. So this is a program that you know, I know, obviously. Yeah, you'd have to bring back Machine Gun Kelly yeah, and players Treadwell moved on. and Larry Tunsil and other I, guys they cheated to get. Yeah, I get it. I mean, the co- head coach isn't even there anymore. So a lot of changes, I get Shout it. Shout out but, to hookers. You know, it's uh, – I'm trying to hype up this game, right? You're killing me. No, I, no, something will happen over the weekend where it'll be great to talk about right. in retrospect. But leading up to it, uh, you know. Yeah, or Van- there's a bunch of felonies happening at the University of Florida. You've been following that story. 
Yeah, I mean, Antonio Callaway is a great player, but I mean, he, no, no, no chance he's getting drafted after all this crap. Well, apparently it was a freshman who did uh, made all the IDs okay. and helped them steal the credit cards. And my favorite part of this story is his name is Telfort, and he is accused of using stolen credit card numbers to pay for food delivery to his dorm on several occasions. In one order, he allegedly charged $22.82 <laughs> to have Chester's Hot Fries, Funyuns, Gatorade, Sour Patch Kids, and Gummy Worms delivered to his dorm. Wow. That's, that's the story we end on today. <laughs> that's a good one. How you feeling? Yeah, that's, uh, huh. No, you don't hear that very often. We good here? I think we're good. Who orders Sour Patch Kids and Gummy Worms? Who wants two gummy candies? Well, I mean, who knew? 18 year old, I guess. Or who knew you could do that? Yeah, that's a fair point. All right, that's it for Trust and Tape this week. Uh, I'm Jeff Cavanaugh, JC1053 on Twitter. That's at DP Brugler, Dane Brugler. And we'll talk to you next week. T Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.